Welcome to Behind the Story, where we discover the story behind your favourite stories. My name is Lisa Renee from the CoLab Press, and I'm also a contemporary romance writer. And I'm Naomi Craig, author of Biblical Fiction. Um, you had a great pre-recorded pre interview um, with Meredith Rescue. We have her back on the show. Um, due to her being on like the opposite side of Australia, I wasn't able to make that one. So I'm excited to to see what you guys talked about. Um, but before we get into that, what have you been up to? Well, yeah, it was a great interview and uh, it's interesting discussing what Meredith uh, brings up in the interview and she's talking about what she's writing with her next book in the Trinity Lakes romance series. And um, I've also, uh, I've got my edits back from my editor. So I've applied those for my Trinity Lakes book, which is releasing in April. And yeah, it was interesting, some of my editor's comments, because uh, she's, you know, she's an avid reader of Christian fiction, and she's an edit, been an editor for a long time. And uh, she's very, you know, cautious of what, um, you know, not to offend certain readers. And obviously, we're, we're trying to fit, you know, just in the mainstream sort of um, right get a big as much as a be at peace with all people as much as it depends on you <laughs> we try, we try. so yeah. Meredith talks touches on this doesn't go into too much detail but you know she finds you know like in a book she's writing now and even probably the first one um getting into these could perhaps be controversial sort of things mm -hmm. and like oh now I've got to dig my way out of it why have I even done this hard thing and like so um yeah so it's interesting and I mean I know even with um your genre Naomi like historical fiction and bible times you know some Christians would be sensitive like oh you're right changing the bible Don't mess with the bible you right. not end yeah. add any one word you're gonna get thrown into the like a fire <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know so there is like this you know how much yeah. do we cater to our readers as well and trying to you know please all but obviously you know, even some Christians wouldn't even read romance novels. Right. No, right. it's, um, you know, there might be just only a little kiss at the end or something. It's, you know, very pure sort of thing, mostly on Christian fiction books. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting. And one one of my um, comments from my editor, I had a little reference of, because um, there's a sheriff who's quite um, strict and stern and he's, yeah. Uh, Justin's <laughs> trying to date his daughter and the sheriff's done the wrong thing by Justin. And then the police officer says, oh, to get an apology from the sheriff, you know, like I'll believe that when the, uh, as much as I believe the earth is flat, you know. Anyway, my editor's like, uh, you know, some people do believe da, da, da. And I, um, on the first read through, she commented, but on the second edit, she, she gave me a link and everything like that. But, um, I said to her, oh, actually, in my sweet and clean rom clean rom coms, I have a whole chapter on the. There's a the character goes on a date, and then the guy believes. She says, "I'll tell something fun and quirky about you," and then he says, "Oh, you know, like to eat baked beans and banana mixed together." And she's going, you know, and then he goes, "Oh, there is something else," and then he says, "Well, I my some of my friends tease me about it, but I believe that the Earth is flat, you know." And then she's like, oh, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> she's like ding 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 get out of here <laughs> sort of thing so anyway um it's interesting you know like it's like well comedy you know comedy does comedians do make light of um you right, know, politi right. politics and different beliefs and right. stuff and 
sort of calls it out what we probably wouldn't actually say we'd be a bit more sensitive you know like well so then that brings up a point too like what about if your characters believe that like like just because I as the author stand by this set of what I believe is biblical guidelines does that mean that all of my characters are going to stand up by that like I mean if you look at just even Christians in different circles I'm sure there's different things that you and I hold on to as firm and fast you know so it's like it's I think that there can be as long as the reader is willing to hear that that this is the character's beliefs and not necessarily the author like you have a disclaimer like this does not represent the parent company like (laughs) yeah that's right and also your character might change like so my side character Marcus you know he's not he believes in God and all that, but he's not really like full on. And he does challenge the Christians and it sort of just does challenge them, the Christians as well. What do I believe? Right. And and he has his journey and probably he'll be in the next book as a main character and have continue his faith journey. But uh, yeah, that's right. And some of the stuff he says, you could be offended by probably like, well, I don't believe in da-da-da-da, you know, these Why is Lisa religious Renee wrong? Yeah. yeah, like challenging <laughs> that's fun you know this why do you live like that you know but it is it's yeah the character so and this is your trinity lakes this is coming up in this month which is actually really cool because even though I haven't read most of your previous books like I can still recognize that you've got some of your previous characters showing up and that's really cool yeah, so Marcus is a side character in my Trinity Lakes book, but he's actually in the book one of my single GAN series and he's mm-hmm. in, um, at least in the book four, but it just shows his journey when he's a young adult, like an 18-year-old. He's very, even really more rough than, and he's getting discipled by the chef, Chris, the Christian guy. Right, um, and Chris yeah. comes over. And Chris comes over with him to Trinity Lake So, because uh, Chris is American. So, yeah, it's nice to link that series to so the single gang series. Uh, nice. You know, you've got a little spin-off and Marcus, you can follow Marcus and to the US. So that's makes it interesting. That's very cool. Yeah. So what about you? What have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Well, still plugging away on and the and their numbers grew. So I'm hoping to get that done. I, I should be having edits. Um, for Shira's story soon so I'm hoping that they don't cross so I can just like section it off and go back to this section it's my brain's really like not letting me multitask these days so I'm hoping for that but I actually was on um, Avid Readers of Fiction Fiction the Facebook group the other day and I got a whole bunch of potentially new questions that we can start filtering in that the readers want to know from um, the authors so I thought that was very helpful if you were one of the ones who made that comment um, then be on the lookout for some of your questions um, coming up so that'll be exciting um well that sounds good yeah to yeah. Um, mix it up a little bit and what yeah we got some deep questions there and if anyone else wants to comment like- on our YouTube or our blog, like you can say what questions you want and also what Christian fiction authors that you want us to read or sweet and clean mm-hmm. authors. And also you can comment on what we've just been discussing about how yep. sensitized do you want your Christian fiction to be? And it um, doesn't matter. We've got a filtered inappropriate comments on our YouTube. <laughs> if we yeah. Get nasty one. No, but I'm, I know yeah. we're all, um, you know, open and stuff like that. But yeah, what, what, 
does that annoy you like how much do you want it filtered or do you yeah. really like do you want to see um, a little bit more real life or yeah absolutely and be sure that while you're at it be sure to um like and subscribe so you get all the updates when we bring on fantastic authors um and that's one thing that i've noticed when i've read meredith's books in the past um she's she's not afraid to call out christians for being why are you holding on to this rule like like you were saying you're marcus guy like why are you doing this that's ridiculous like this is what jesus said is let's love god and love others like so i i think that'll be that'll play in some really nice with her trinity lakes book well with any of her books she she just kind of calls people out for <laughs> maybe some of our like stodgy beliefs i guess yeah <laughs> I, I definitely I mean I've, I find that um in my book as well and it's just sort of something I guess you know it just sort of naturally comes out because as you grow as a Christian and this happens and that happens and right then your compassion expands and you've lived more life and um you know you see see where people are and then yeah see we we grow you know in that hmm. would you like to introduce uh, Meredith on and um, yes absolutely all right, our guest today is Australian author Meredith Resky. Meredith's latest offerings include Daring Mr. Darcy with Carolyn Miller, He, She, and Meant to Be, and the Luella Lindley series. Her books are full of fun and real-life characters and situation. Meredith, welcome back to Behind the Story. Thanks so much for having me again. It's great to be here on Behind the Story. Okay, so for those who aren't familiar with you, Meredith, tell us a little bit about you and what you write. Well, as you have prob probably can hear, I am an Australian. I'm a um, very proud Australian, if you're allowed to be proud. Um, that's, that's, that's not Australian to be proud. <laughs> no, it's not, is it? Uh, but I'm happy to be an Australian, very happy. Um, I have been writing since 1997, uh, Christian fiction mainly Christian fiction. Um, my initial launch into the market and greatest success in the past was with historical romance. Um, in more recent times, I've uh, merged towards contemporary romance and with a little bit of rom-com involved. And I actually don't mean to write rom-com, it just accidentally happens. Um, and in the in-between times, I have also written a, a fantasy allegory, time travel adventure, cosy mystery, crime drama, memoir, screenplay, uh, and that's, you know, I've messed around with everything. Wow. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll definitely have your website in the show notes. People want to check out all those genres and the, all the stuff you've done over the years. Um, but before we move on, like how many books do you, do you know what number book, how many books you're up to now? Well, counting novellas, uh, 26. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that done. doesn't count rewrites, rewrites and re-releases as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're always good fun. Okay, so your latest book um, is with the multi-author series, The Trinity Lakes Romance. It's Christian. Exciting. Uh, so it's called The Ocean Between Us. Alana has set her off on a trip of a lifetime. Her best friend from high school, Sasha Kennedy, has invited her to Trinity Lakes, Washington State, to be part of her wedding party. South Australia to Trinity Lakes is literally the other side of the world. So Alana has a full schedule of adventure planned while she's away. A summer camp counsellor, a trip to Canada, sightseeing in New York and Boston and avoiding Sasha's twin brother, Caleb. What is the story behind The Ocean Between Us? Well, um, 
when I was invited into this set, uh, and we as a group of authors had decided that we would set the stories in the USA, um, I, I really wanted to be part of it. But then I thought, oh my goodness, I've never been to the USA. I know the USA from what I've watched on television, loads of American television, which is probably not true to life. But anyway, um, I don't know. Um, so I said, look, I'm in, but I really would like to make sure that one of my characters is just like me, Aussie, Aussie, all the way. Um, so she's going to visit um, and she's going to bring that part of me to the United States. And my other main character, um, Caleb, had lived in Australia for five years during his teen years. That's where they first met and they went through high school together and had um, a high school um, romance. They were very strongly connect connected and then were split apart because he returned back to where his grandparents lived in Trinity Lakes. And um, so I, I allowed myself that because that way Caleb can be a bit Australian because he's familiar with it, even though he's American, um, but Alana can be Australian and nobody's going to worry about it too much, hopefully. You can get away with using some Australian language. I'm <laughs> learning to speak American. <laughs> yes, we are. No American. Yeah. It's like... it, it catches up on you and I start saying American words when I'm at home and like yes. put it in the trunk. And in Australia, we say the boot of our car, which sounds weird to Americans. Put it in your boot. <laughs> but anyway, um. I would like, uh, while we're here, um, ask our viewers, what do you think about um, learning about other countries, having a different character? Do you like to have your stories have an American character involved so you feel connected to the story? Or, you know, what's your thoughts about that? Because the publishing industry tells us um, international authors that Americans like, you know, to feel connected and they like to um, have an American character. So what this series is doing is having both. So it's in set in America, yeah, I guess American characters and um, some Australian characters. And so it can create a lot of fun of the the conflict. In the yeah, and I guess, I guess sometimes some American readers are a little bit tentative to go to overseas um, settings. It's my, you know, they're, they're, they're comfortable, they're cosy uh, in what they know. Uh, fair enough. All right. So if we can't bring them to us, we'll go to them. So here we are. We've, we've rolled up. We've rolled into town. Uh, Trinity Lakes, here we come. Um, and the story, it, does it have a scene in Australia part way through or at the end? At the end. At the um, end. Hmm. Awesome. Cool. Well, we won't tell too much because you guys have to read it. So um, right. what's the release date for this? It should be 28th out. of March. Right, yeah. so this um, launches, this uh, goes April the 1st. So everyone, it is there, available uh, the first week on all Not platforms. Even. And then yeah. it will, later will be in Kindle Unlimited. So tell us about Alana. What are her strengths and quirks? Well, I was thinking about her. Um, look, she seems to be an easy to get along with person. She's, she's got a nice, stable personality. She's not easily ruffled. She's good in a crisis. You'll see in one of the... Um, a couple of the scenes, there's a couple of crises arise and she keeps a, she keeps a reasonably cool head. Um, and she's got a fairly honest um, evaluation of herself. She knows uh, when, when her and Caleb split up just after high school, that was because his parents took him home to America. 
she knew then that she would never follow because her heart was too firmly planted in Australia. She's too Australian. She can go on an adventure, but she doesn't, she knows that she just couldn't give up her family, her community and the, and the place where she's highly connected to. And that's what's, what's the big, that's the big obstacle that stands between her and Caleb. Um, but she has a very strong sense of place. Um, and um, what else did I write? I, I don't know. I can't. Oh, she, she, she doesn't feel that she can sacrifice uh, her home and her family. Um, yep. For Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. If you want it to work, you're going to have to go to Australia. <laughs> All right. So your last couple of books have been collaborated with co-authors in some kind of fashion. So how do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy this team aspect? How's it going with that? Look, um, I, it's not the first time I've done collaboration. In fact, I've just written a whole um, series on uh, one of the Facebook pages on all the, my collaborations that I've been involved with. And when I'm co-writing with people, uh, the twice that I've done that, it has been an absolute barrel of laughs and a great deal of fun. It goes at such speed because there's more than one creative writing head on the same story at the same time and we just churn the books out. Uh, sometimes you get on really well with the authors that you're working with. In this series, we are actually only, we're writing our own story. Um, we're collaborating on the town and side characters. And we're collaborating on trying to work characters from somebody else's stories into mine. And I had a bit of bother with my first one because I got off, I got off out of the gates really early and got the novel wrote really early before anybody else got theirs written and even though they talked about oh I'm going to have this character and that character um I hadn't connected with uh, the other authors characters yet um in a way that I could safely slot them in um so I've had to go back and do a bit of slotting after the other books began to emerge um but yeah it's it's um it's a great little project um and I, I hope it goes really well and I hope that it, it reads like Trinity Lakes does belong to everybody. I hope that um, that comes across. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, great. Well, um, yeah, well, I'm one of the authors on the next book after Meredith and, yeah, it has been um, a bit of a stretch for us all to try and, like, knit it together, but I think all the hard work is, you know, going to be worthwhile. Um, but yeah. the first author, Narelle Atkins, she really set up the town and, and had a lot of the characters in her book. So she did the hard yards and made it all work for us. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, and then we're all visiting the same cafes and the town and there's characters coming in and out. So, yeah, it's definitely been a challenge and I hope the readers appreciate us <laughs> making the effort. Yeah, I tell you one thing that has been interesting to watch. There's a couple of characters in our, a couple of writers in our group, who are very visual thinkers. They and they they've got maps and they've got street maps and they've got <laughs> everything down to a T. And I'm looking at it going, I just um, I'm a very, you know, uh, general idea type of thinker. Um, and let the reader go where they will with their mind. And I'm trying to trying to write to these maps and things that they've got, trying to see it how they've obviously seen it. Um, so I, I say a bit generic there because um, I sometimes can't always see exactly what they've written down. Um, so that's interesting to see how we think differently. Some people are, yes. might 
they've got maps and streets and yeah yeah I think it helps with sort of if you base it on a a real town maybe you don't name it but you you make up your fiction call it Trinity Lakes but if it's based on some kind of real town then that really does make it Mm. easy for the people who need the visual Mm. and and, um but yeah when you're creating the whole oh let's have this street here and making it all up and maps and like yeah it is it's hard for me as well to visually like (laughs) picture that so um but anyway uh, I think we'll we'll see the feedback from the reviews and what they what they think. Are people seem to love series. They like returning characters. Um, yeah. Setting. So we've got some anchor characters like um, you know, tell us a little bit about the anchor. Do you have any anchor characters in yours? Well, I think I don't know if anybody's used them yet. Um, James and Marianne Kennedy. That's the the Kennedys' parents who were teachers. They they did mm-hmm. international for a while with their family they they did New Zealand they did Australia and hence the connection and they went back to America and they are they are um, I believe he's the principal and she's the history teacher at the high school at Trinity Lakes so uh, I don't know if they'll pop up in other people's stories but they're there but I do have a character who accidentally became quite the focus in almost everybody's (laughs) (laughs) who that is because you know that would give the story away wouldn't it would be you could give us a little bit of hint but anyway it's an antagonist yes yes let's just say it's an antagonist I really loved and enjoyed and you and it was handy to have her and put her in my story so um, you have to read Meredith I think she's in yeah she's in the first few books anyway quite a few so um yeah that's great okay so you've got a You've got a part-time job. You uh, um, help your husband run a church. So how do you squeeze in time to write writing into your life? Because you seem to, like, when you want to decide to write a book, you do it pretty quickly. Well, um, actually, we, we actually don't run a church anymore. We, since we've come back to Adelaide, my husband works in the national national leadership team of the um, organisation that we work with. So he does um, church work out and about. Uh, apostolically encouraging leaders in one thing and another and I go with him sometimes um, and I actually am a relief teacher at school they would like me to you know oftentimes the schools would like me to take on a contract and be the English teacher or the history teacher or something and and I look at it and I go yeah nah because um, <laughs> when you're signed on the dotted line and you're the teacher of those little cherubs you're at, at high school I teach high school you're responsible for making everything happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're the relief teacher, you come in and you get the teacher's notes in the morning, you read through them, yes, 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 no worries, easy peasy. You sit down at the end of the at the end of the lesson, if the little cherub has been anything but a little cherub and doesn't connect, I go home, it's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to write a report. I don't have to call the parents. It's not my problem. I like that as much better than the stress. However, sometimes when I'm a relief teacher, I get given classes like the senior physics class or the senior um, specialist maths class, which I love those classes because they are the, the nerds. They're the ones who come in who love maths and who love physics and they want to achieve A+. Plus. So they're in the classroom and heads down and they confer with each other if they don't know what they're doing. And uh, my presence is surplus to requirements 
And so I plug in my USB and I write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's probably when I get a lot of writing done when they when they give me classes like that. Not all classes like that. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm very, very active in the class having to teach this and the other thing. But there are a, a number of classes that are not. And so I look at my day and think, ah, beauty, I've got physics. Because <laughs> right. I don't know any physics. No, um, you can't help them. Sorry, kids, no. I can't help you with this. I'm just childminding and I'm going to write my book. <laughs> Every now and again, I'll stop because I'm talking to teenagers and I'll say, so if if you were in this situation, da 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 da, da what would you say? <laughs> no. Yes. Um, so actually, I actually interrupt them every now and again for a little interview on on something to do with thinking um, younger because of, obviously I'm a lot older than young. Good. Obviously, okay. <laughs> You're looking pretty good for your age. We won't. We won't, we we won't divulge. We won't. No. We won't go there, but yes, no. I, I'm 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 becoming a nan this year, so I'm coming Ooh. into your zone. I get because I've been getting jealous of all Meredith's baby photos of all her grandchildren, and I'm jealous. But um, going to happen to me. Okay, so what is something readers would be surprised to learn about you? Um, well, I don't know, but they might not be surprised. But like I said, I I was a co-writer, and co-producer, uh, on a screen. Uh, like a screen production, feature film production. I even appeared in the film as one of the minor characters. Um, And that is actually available on Amazon Prime if anybody's interested in Australian drama. It's not the Christian fiction genre. It's just Australian drama. Um, And that was fun. And it's called? And it's called? Twin Rivers. Twin Rivers. Yes. Wow. That's sort of a little bit like Trinity Lakes. Twin rivers and very not like Trinity Lakes. (laughs) (laughs) Not Christian fiction. (laughs) Um, I was the co-writer on that. The 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 young fellow who was the writer and the director and whatever. I say young fellow, that was it was 20 years ago. Um he um he it was his story and I was helping him. Great. Um, Good on you. Yes. mm. And you also, I remember on our conference, you mentioned you were helping, you did a co-wrote someone else's story and you were helping coaching them how to, to write a story. Um, that was a different genre. That was? A memoir. A memoir. Yeah, that was um, the story. Uh, a couple of pastors that I worked with in Melbourne, they had been right in the thick of the um, Black Saturday bushfires. The really devastating. There was over 270 people were, were killed in that fire plus massive loss. And they were right on the edge of it and right in the thick of it and worked uh, in the relief effort for three years. And when they were telling me some of the stories, I said, you have to write a book. And they had no idea how to do that. So I worked with them and um, I got them to write their things and then I would knit it together with a bit of narrative in between. So that was that was memoir. Amazing story. That was called Hell on the Doorstep. Wow. What a title. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, now, switching gears here, <laughs> your books have humour and lighthearted fun, but you're also unafraid to call out Christian culture for adhering to the letter of the law rather than the spirit of the law. So what inspires this aspect of your writing? Um, like, I'm, I'm, I've been brought up a conservative Christian and have it adhered to most of conservative Christian ideals and thinking most of my life until 
my daughter um, in her angsty teenage years, this was a while ago, uh, she got right into all the social justice things that were going along and it caused a lot of clashes actually. Ma, you know, what are you talking about? And I, you know, a lot of clashes because they're so, Rah! and I'm so, why? You know, so uh, that's been 20 years in the making um, of me and her learning to communicate. Mm. Um, because as she's, she's um, I'm quite mature now, um, but she's still very, very fiercely uh, driven by the causes of social justice and so we do a lot of talking together we've learned how to communicate we've learned how not to be reactive towards each other um, or towards her towards Christianity and me towards social justice issues in, in other words we're trying to what she calls find the common ground what is common what would Jesus do in this situation kind of business how would he view this? Because sometimes, and I have found over the years, that some of my conservative uh, Christian thinking was really quite blinkered and narrow. And, and I, I was just reactive to anybody that just didn't think straight like that. Um, and, and, and the culture that had been developing and has developed is, you know, if you don't think like me, then you must be, you know, we can't, you know, have anything to do with you because you don't think like me. Um, and in actual fact, what I find out is, I've, and of course, I work with teenagers too who all think like this all the time. If I don't have some kind of ability to listen and some level of being able to connect with what their heart is, because what I've learned is that a lot of the social justice things, some of it's, yeah, a lot of ratbags trying to cause trouble. It's true. But there is a whole um percentage of it a greater percentage of it I think that are people who have genuine compassion for genuine situations and needs and they have seen that the Christian church historically has been very harsh and oftentimes cruel to people who have not fit within the narrow confines and that leaves people outside who don't ever connect with Christ or Christianity because of the Christ that we are presenting. We're presenting a Christ that is harsh and doesn't want to have anything to do with very real needs, very real hurts. Like I say, yes, there are troublemakers. Yes, there is a lot of rah-rah, there's a lot of nonsense, of course, but there's a lot of common ground. And so because I, I am forced, I've been forced because it's my, my family relationship. I need to learn how to relate to my children who think differently to me. Um, and I think to myself, how do they think differently to me? That's not how I brought them up, but they do. And mm. so do all the teenagers that I work with, even though they're in Christian schools. They just think differently. Mm. And to learn to listen yep. and try to find that common ground so that I can still connect with them and they can connect with me because I want them to not shut off Jesus because of me. Goodness gracious, that is something that really is a concern to me where, where I hear young people who were brought up in Christ have shut out Christianity and God because of the Christ that has been presented to them, which I don't really believe was the true compassionate, loving heart of Christ. And so, yes, that's why I, I do sometimes wander into those realms in a way that I'm trying to build a bridge. I'm trying to build a bridge. Great. Well, there'll be a lot of our viewers who, you know, do have adult children or teenagers um, or 
you know, older adults. And, you know, when we first started as parents, you know, we had this ideal that, you know, we're going to raise them this way and they're going to do all that. We're going to teach them. Yes. I, I had, I'm going to teach them really well whether they're toddlers and I won't have the teenagers. <laughs> Just <toddlers>. like me. <laughs> it's not happening. They will not make the mistakes that I made and they will be perfect. Oh, and then, you know, they have free will and then, uh, yes, <laughs> what do we do with that? But, yeah, it is a bit of um, let go and let God and, um, you know, praying. But sometimes, that Lisa, I have to say this. I'm not always right. I've, got, I've come to that. In fact, I'm often not right. Um, and I'm often making judgments on very narrow information. And if I listened and learned more, my judgments would be different, like my reactions would be different, and I wouldn't so I wouldn't be as harsh mm. like I know in my younger years I've been I've been I, you could accuse me of having been harsh mm. uh, and I've learned wait a minute <laughs> I need to I need to stop and listen a little bit I need to be a bit more humble I need to be humble I don't always have to be right about everything just I just have to be humble before God you know mm. and others yeah that's Definitely. what I've learned Definitely. Mm. And I think uh, there's a few authors in the, the Trinity Lake series who are bringing that message. Um, I know myself, there's a lot about the different, the, the, um, you know, mindsets and, you know, how that comes across and why we have certain convictions, but like, how do we put, push that onto other people? And then there's Jenny, who um, another author where she's gone through her journey and um, her character starts off very you know, rigid and strict. And um, it's not that she changes her convictions as such, but no, she's no. just, uh, yeah, she goes through some characters. needs to soften. Yeah. And, and we, I, I'm really concerned about the Jesus that we show to people. Um, I, I, I want to be Christ-like. I really actually do want to be Christ-like and not just, and just fighting for, you know, I'm right and you have to think the way I think because not everybody does. Not everybody will think the way I'm thinking now. If I'm saying it, people say, well, I don't think I agree with you. And that's okay. That's all right. I don't mind. Yep. We're all on the journey. And the things that I was so strong about 20 years ago is different today. So, yeah. Um, yeah. okay. So tell us what's coming next as far as your, as far as your writing. Well, I'm busy beavering in my um, physics lessons, <laughs> writing the second, my second story in the Trinity Lake series, which will come next year. And of course, I've bitten off um, a character issue and theme that's like, why did I do this? It's so, so <laughs> because it's not straightforward. Why can't I just write straightforward? Well, I think if you've written that many books, it's good to give yourself a bit of a challenge. Dig <laughs> yourself out of those plot holes and character. I paint myself into these theological and, and social corners and think, oh, Goodness gracious, now I've got to get out of this alive. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm guilty of doing that. Okay, so where can readers find you online? Uh, www.meredithresky.com. Well, thank you so much for coming back on Behind the Story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a real privilege. Oh, that was so fantastic. I'm so glad we had Meredith back on. Um, remember to connect with Meredith and her books at her website. All those links will be in the comments below. Um, she is offering a copy of The Ocean Between Us. 
uh, paperback for Australian addresses or digital international. As always, we all have freebies linked in our show notes. If you're here for the biblical fiction, I've got my novella on Desolate Heights that tells Balaam's story and his talking donkey. And if you'd like a Christian rom-com, I've got a free novella called Fake Engagement Mistake. It's also in audiobook and that's on my website. The link's in the show notes too. Coming up next, we welcome sweet romantic comedy author Savannah Scott. We're excited about that interview. Comment below. Let us know um, some questions you'd like to hear from authors and what authors you'd like to hear them from. And we'd be happy to add them onto our lineup for this year. Until next time, thanks for joining us on this edition of Behind the Story. Until next time, let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. See you next time.